Hi everyone, welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 19. Sliding towards Decision Day. We are finally to Decision Day, folks. We freaking made it. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we did it. We, we made got it. through every, <laughs> I would say, the last half. I would say we've been struggling since probably episode nine yeah. as, a, as a collective. <laughs> Ten episodes ago. As a maths collective. And we are finally here. I have heard a very unfortunate rumor somewhere. I can't remember where I saw this. What? But that decision day will be split into two weeks of episodes. Which is fucking bullshit. There's, it's just, you've got to be kidding me. So we'll see. We'll see how next week's goes and where it leaves us. Because there might be a world where it just makes sense for us to hold off on our pod next week. And then just do like a big Mondo decision day pod. Uh, But unfortunately, it's very, they make it like it's, secret CIA uh, freaking information, anything beyond the episode of the next week, it's almost impossible to find a schedule anywhere mm. of like the episodes to come. Um, And I know that it's possible because I feel like Math's fan once in a while is able to like find, I just don't know where. I don't know the secret tickets. So um, TBD on that. Uh, we are also fully aware this is coming out late. We've clearly been slacking slash very busy in recent weeks of our life. So thanks for your patience. Probably won't be out in time for your Sunday breakfast listen. But no. maybe it will be out in time for your Sunday stroll. So <laughs> thank you for your patience. Um, we're also at 92 reviews. On Apple Podcasts, wow. and I really still believe that we can make it to 100 before this season is over. So I'm going to throw it out there. If you are review 95, and if you are review 100, you're going to get a shout out. And maybe, Will you be singing? Maybe a singing telegram for the 100th reviewer. Okay. I think that that's fair. Uh, so if you haven't already, please take 20 seconds to go into the app and give us a star review and then the extra mile, which is the written review. It goes a very long way and we appreciate you. Uh, also, if you want to go in our notes and click on the buy me a coffee link, that is where you can go to contribute. If you're enjoying the pod every week, there's a lot that goes into making it exist for you. And we are very busy people with very busy lives and don't make any money from this, really. So if you feel compelled, if the spirit compels you, please go to that link and send a contribution. Sign up for a recurring monthly, just like you would with your little apps on your TV and stuff. (laughs) Anyways, with that said, shall we? Let's let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay, and also, I just want to report... We had no intentions of watching Decision Day Dish. You know that we are weird about the extra shit they try and throw at us. And we just are always like, no, it's not worth it. But we did a poll on the damn Instagram story. And most of you were watching it, which really surprised us. So we were like, fine, we will try this thing. And I have to say, I freaking thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's because I I liked... I knew all of these cast members. Yeah. We watched almost all of their seasons, except I hate to admit, we still have never watched season one with Jamie. Still haven't. I feel like we've watched everything from like season four on. One of these days, maybe we'll do an archival. Uh, if if Maths ever gives us a break in real time, we would have time to do that. <laughs> but I just thought it was really fun. So we have uh, just a few thoughts on their thoughts. Found myself really agreeing with most of what everybody was saying. So um, we can talk about that on, at the end a little bit. Something that I will say from it that I thought Bennett. Oh, gosh, we love Bennett. Uh, it was great to <laughs> oh, see Bennett. Bennett. And Bennett made a point that I just thought was really interesting, which is that, you know, 
of course, there's the obvious insanity of going through the process that's being filmed. And then you go into this new stage of your relationship when the filming stops and you have this like chunk of time. I'd imagine it's like six months where you get to just like do that, like do the relationship in the real world. But then the show starts airing and he talked about that. He was like, you don't realize viewers don't realize like the the second the show starts airing and all of America slash international audiences are weighing in on everything you do and say on the TV, even though it was, you know, however many months ago, it puts your relationship through so much and it's really hard for it to not impact the way you start looking at your partner. And it's just another stage of intensity. And so he kind of was like, there's sort of like three stages of being in this experiment that all have their own unique challenges to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting to think about. And like, you, cause you know, you wonder, and we've obviously talked about the fact that like the cast like how can you not wonder and go down the rabbit hole sometimes of like what's everybody else saying about us and what I'm yeah. doing and saying and of course that affects it I mean, we've been watching this for years and years and years with the bachelor franchise like oh, i yeah. feel like that franchise you hear a lot more about how of course cuz it's your person who you're now marrying also dated 20 other women yeah Um, so it's like extra complicated to watch it back, but yeah, it just makes a lot of sense and makes you kind of like, damn, they're really up against it for a long time. Like it's so much harder and worse than just going through the eight weeks for in terms of staying together. Yeah, definitely. So much up there up against. Okay. Should we jump into Eris and Jasmine first? Let's do it. Okay, I think that we should save the heiress at the gym with Mac for our Clinton Gina section because yeah, it's really we're more relevant that. to Gina. So we pretty much start with Pastor Cal and Dr. Pep coming for one more emergency sesh. I'm going to call this session the blowing smoke up their ass section. Okay. That's what this visit was to me. Right. You felt like it was all just like, way too much. Yeah. I mean, there was like, I just LOL'd at how much Pastor Cal thinks if they just say it enough, it'll be true. Yeah. And he says something like, seems like you really can't tell if this marriage will work unless you say yes on decision day and keep trying after. I'm like, yeah, Pastor Cal, we know you want as many yeses on D-Day exactly. as possible. That's what, it, that's what it is. Right. That's what it is. I'm be- Once though- again, I'm being gaslamped by (laughs) Cal. I will not stand for it. Well, and it's so funny because it's sort of become like common sentiment that the truth is like decision day is really only, it's really only like 30% of the reveal because you know, like there's still a lot of pressure around the experiment and like the producer element of it. And like, you know that at all costs, if they can give a yes on that day, that's what the producers want them to do. And so it never really feels like you really know the truth of these relationships until the reunion that happens a few months later. Or in the case of Justin <laughs> and, Alexis. and Alexis, 30 minutes after decision Literally, day. Mm, 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was definitely that energy. I mean, there was like, they had them look into each other's eyes and give each other some affirmations. And I will say it was very shocking to like, just see their faces that close to each other. Yeah. And just like see them look into each other's eyes. It really highlighted how absent that has been for them Yeah, to me. Cause it was like, Oh my God, their faces are so close. And then it was like, yeah, it's the day before decision day. Like it's, It's actually sad that that's a shocking sight. Yeah, I mean, they said some sweet things. Like, no one can deny, we're all acknowledging there's been some serious growth with Eris the last two and a half to three weeks. And 
with that growth has come Jasmine feeling a little more comfortable and a little more safe speaking up and being honest. And so that has created this feeling of like, for the first time, there's at least any movement at all here. Here's my thing with that. Mm -hmm. This seems like individual growth. Right. But I haven't seen relationship growth, really. Yeah, yeah. Like... Or it's paltry in comparison to what it would need to be to say yes. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Eris is learning things about himself and how to treat someone or whatever. She's learning to speak up more. Yeah. Okay, these are great personal things. It doesn't mean that inherently their relationship goes to the next level. Right. I mean, I will say I think it it's a great uh, like example of how if the these things with them as individuals, if they had been present on day one, it, I think it showed us that it does open up the possibility for deeper connection and thus like chemistry growing. It's like these things, these ways they're growing as individuals, it's like they needed to be present from day one in order for anything that could have been possible with this couple to become, you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. And of course, now, like, it's a little easier for them to connect because they both have their walls a little bit more down. They're coming from different places. But, yeah, it's still not. It's it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. They're still at step 1B. Yeah. So it's like, this isn't enough. There's still been nothing physical. Right. Other than like they're cuddling. I mean, not even cuddling, like um, whatever. Cal and Pep were acting like we should all throw a parade for the fact that they like. Sit on the couch next to each that other? That they sat close. And they did seem comfortable in that, but it's like, that's not that much. And it's like, this is the bare minimum and it's the day before decision day. Here's the thing. I realize that I'm sounding a little pessimistic about this. No. If they decide to continue this after mm-hmm. and it miraculously works out, then all power to them. Absolutely. I'm going to be very excited and surprised and stoked for them. Yeah. I just don't think that no. it's happening. No, I agree. And they, like, go kayaking. Like, there's these last-ditch effort activities. I loved how he said, this is our last date before decision day. I'm like, your second date? <laughs> like, I don't, what, 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 oh, oh, I guess, okay, we had a forced month anniversary, Right. And a smash, that was horrible. and a janky smash room. Oh my God, that was. So but I'm trying funny. to figure out other like I know, <laughs> real right. dates that this couple has had. Right. I thought it was baffling. Like, so they do their kayaking activity, and then he asks her, "How are you feeling about decision day? Are you confident with your answer?" I'm like, "Huh? No. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like, I think he's still, still operating from a presumption that she's all in." If he's a little bit in. And I'm like, bro, like, no. Yeah. You're really taking it for granted. And then he goes, I mean, all the things I asked you to do or to change, you did. So that's really good. I'm like, again, all the emphasis being on the things I needed you to change. Like, what the actual fuck? Like, where do you get off? And then she says something that I I think her stance this is the first time that I felt like it's pretty clear, actually, where, what I think Jasmine's going to do. She said, I'm, she was like, I mean, I'm going to put in all the effort till the, up to the last minute so that I have no regrets. But then she, to camera, is like, yeah, he has to put in way more work for me to ever say yes on decision day. And this is with, like, days to go. Yeah. And then... I'm sort of like breaking what we said we were going to do, but this feels relevant. So then we'd have the separate boys times, girls times. Yeah. And I think that this just sort of seals some of the deal is when she gets all that attention from that hottie. But she's not into it. No, but it feels good. 
she like remembered, oh, I can be desirable. Of course, I don't know if the producers set that whole thing up. Um, they were conveniently a pretty attractive and drunk idiot crew of people. I don't know if they, it just worked out that way. But for how stupid they were, that guy, like, being persistent with her, I found myself wanting her to go home with him. And that is against <laughs> all of my principles, okay? Like, I just felt like, Jasmine, get yours. Like, go get it, girl. Like, you deserve this. You deserve this nice-looking man in his fancy car to, like, make you feel special tonight. Also a dog breeder, right? Or a dog something. What? Wasn't he? No, I, I just, I could, I knew they were connecting on like some details of what he did, but I couldn't really make it out. Oh, I missed okay. it. I thought he was. Is he really? That would be crazy. Now I'm questioning myself. I'm well, pretty that would sure. be really cool. Uh, I just feel like by the end of that night, I was like, she's saying no. And she knows she's saying no. And even her saying like, I'm going to put in all of my effort to the very last second so that I don't look back and say I didn't do yeah. what I could. It's like she's basically saying, look, I'm open to an act of God taking place here. But it's really like it's going to be pretty hard. Yeah. Like it'll be that'll what that's what it'll be an act of God. You know, uh, I mean, she does say so now I'm just like. I might as well just say, I feel like she was probably the biggest focus of the girls yeah. hang anyway. You know, they talk about the pole dancing. Very funny. Gina confirms. Um, yeah, he showed up while I was twerking and I like promptly left the room. That wasn't very, that was weird. You yeah. know? And like everyone agrees. Oh, that really seems up Eris's alley. Of course he would love throwing money at you. <laughs> but then she's like, I mean, he said I looked really sexy, but, and Nicole goes, but he says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. It's like the whole, I, I got the vibe at this girl's hang. Like all these girls are fed up with Eris and all of them are like rolling their eyes and they're like, yeah, whatever. We know Eris. Like, you know what he says. Well, then why did you give him the crown at Ugh. the couple's retreat then. It was a shoddy the uh, points thing that they were using. Because that their metrics were the off. biggest disgrace of this whole season <laughs> when you really think about it. Or it's like the perfect little symbol of this season. Just nonsensical fuckery. But she does say that he is now continually verbalizing that he thinks it's going to get better after decision day. But then she goes, those are, those are all really nice words, but I need actions. And he's not giving me actions. And all the girls are like, right, right. Like, hello, you know? And so I'm just like, even though she likes that he's saying that, I am so relieved that she has some clear perspective in yeah. this moment. They like, yeah, it's obviously all, everything I want to hear, but like, it's still not playing out in this way. And she doubles down and says to the girls, like, no, I'm thinking about what I need now. Yeah. And like the decision I make on decision day is for me. And we're back to like some of that um, stuff that she was saying earlier on. Like, I really like the person that I am today. And it took a lot of work for me to get here. And I'm not going to let someone else make me feel small and feel like shit again. And I'm just like, oh, thank God we like circled back to this sentiment. Yeah. Because I felt like there was a solid chunk there in between like week one and week six where she was really just internalizing all of it and like really getting down on herself about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like worrying me. Yeah. And then it was funny because Gina, Clint, Eris and Jasmine are all debriefing the night together. And basically it comes out that like guys hit on them. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you deserve to know this, Eris. I wanted to see more. But yeah, I just like, no, they're no. 
We're going to, at the end of the episode, in, in place of power rankings this week, we're going to go couple by couple yes, and give okay. a, what we think each person is going to say. So yeah. we'll save that okay. part for the end. Okay. Because they did that on Decision Day Dish, and I was actually very surprised by some of people's guesses, like who would say yes or who would say yeah. no. And it made me realize that, like, for all that I feel like I know long term for everyone, I really don't fully know what people are going to say on this day for a lot of people. But yeah, I I feel like I feel like when they're in bed that last night and like it's being talked be, being that this could be the last night I was like, yeah, you know it is the last night, guys. It's obvious. Yeah, I guess the only thing that I find interesting is that amidst all of this Eris's shittiness that like there have still been some lessons that Jasmine has taken from it mm-hmm. and like that he did help push her to speak up for herself yeah. more. Which is I'm great. Like, yeah, it's great. And it's like so weird that like that came out of this. And I like don't want to give Eris anything, but it, it's sort of just the tr- it's the nuanced reality of the situation. And yeah. for that, I am very happy for Jasmine. Okay, moving on. Let's do it. Kirsten and Shaq. Kirsten and Shaq. Oh my gosh. We get the comedy moment (laughs) of the week. I I can't wait because we saw this episode a few days ago. I cannot wait (laughs) to see those clips on our Instagram again when you post them. Yes. And I'm annoyed because this always happens where... I write down the lyrics to these songs, but I, I some of that too. But I can't remember the melody of yeah, it, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> um, but wow, lot happening with recording artist Caitlin here. <laughs> it was just so hilarious and cringy. Like, and she's like sitting at the computer, like frantically typing away like taking notes to build this song about them and it was just so cringy and like she would like come up with something and be like type 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 to be happy (laughs) exactly exactly to be right (laughs) Uh, loved kirsten's effort she really um expressed vocal pipes she sang she sang she sang she sang uh i felt like it was being framed like she was a former singer or like so she must just sing a lot in the shower and around the house or something uh yeah something very similar to about the equivalent of me going and singing (laughs) Along those lines. We support her being ready to just jump in there. Yes. And perform. But yeah, I don't think that she, it's her career. Nor should she make it her career. No. If that's on the table. (laughs) Stick with realty. (laughs) I will say I got the vibes that like for a minute there, Kirsten just seemed wildly annoyed. Like when Shaq would be like saying his stuff about like his contributions to her notes i felt like she looked annoyed and disinterested by the whole thing but then at some point and maybe it was once she knew she was going to be the talent in the song along with something shifted and all i'll say is that she seemed very touched by an angel and like by the end of this they both seem very relaxed like they're having a blast and very sentimental Like, it made them feel stuff about each other. So I thought for all the cringe for us, I thought it was sort of sweet. By the end of it, it was like they thought they had written, like, a gorgeous poem together collaboratively. And it, like, made them feel things. So Yeah. And I think now is probably a good time to tell you that we have a lot of friends that record music. Mm-hmm. And so next weekend, you and I are going to do the same thing. And so... Songwriter sesh. Yeah, a symposium of sorts. And we're going to make a song together. So... Okay. 
<laughs> I hope you're excited. Finally, uh, they include Kirsten saying on camera, not just an after party, well, you know my dad didn't want to film. Yeah. And I promise when these eight weeks are over, we're going to spend lots of time with my family. Then he's like, okay, but I want to feel more secure in this marriage still. And I just still don't sometimes. And she goes, how so? Besides the family thing, like, can you explain? Can you get more specific? Just a sense of security and support. It's all I needed from day one. I mean, it's just like there's like when things happen with work and stuff, it's like, you know, it's like the missing piece. What does that mean? Once again, because I felt like he was euphemizing that. He means you're the missing piece at like all of my events. Again. Yeah. Is it like, does your wife have to come to every work thing for you to feel that she is supportive? And secondly, are you even inviting her to stuff? And what does this mean? I was not satisfied with his lack of specificity. And then she follows up. What do you mean in certain moments? He says, well, I just think about how like when I feel that you need anything, you know, I'm just like all hands on deck. I'm actively listening to you and like caring about like, what do you need? And I just feel like you're not really doing that for me. I'm sorry. At this point, I am done. Yeah. I love you, Shaquille, but like you are not being specific enough. It's it's all very broad strokes. Honestly, feels like what a lot of our frustrations were with Kirsten in the first half. It, like she was just looking for stuff. And when she would try and like list it, it would all feel very broad and vague. And like it was a moving target. That was never really explicitly described. Yeah. And of course, we kept chalking it up to like, well, it's the bald thing and she doesn't know how to say it or whatever. Shaquille's in this territory now. And I'm like over it because I just feel like he's not giving her much to work with. And I feel like she is super frustrated. Like, it's not fair for you to hold the fact that my family doesn't want to film against me as if I don't care about this marriage. That's not enough. Yeah. And then when he tries to say more, it's just these general feelings. So then Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal come and oh, we find out that he did meet dad. Yes. And it's like, what? And we get like a clip. So obviously it he wouldn't be filmed, but they took like a little selfie video. It seems like it went very well. Mm -hmm. Very well. Like dad loved him, like got real with him like wanted to talk about real stuff. Shaq was super gassed up about it. So this is one of the first things that comes up. You know, you finally met dad and she's she loves how much her dad loved him and how much he loved her dad. Shaq says it felt great, but, you know, it's just a, why couldn't this have happened a few weeks ago? I mean, it just feels so amazing. Why couldn't it have happened earlier? So now we're doing this again. We're doing this again? Yeah. You like, got what you needed. Literally. Like, is that like going to change? Like the fact it, that we're still talking about Memphis. Like, yeah. It, is it really going to change what your what is happening in your between you two and your relationship? Exactly. It's like, it's just what I'm realizing is that Shaq's a little bit of a ruminator and he can't let shit go. And Dr. Pepper kind of pushes back a little bit on that. Like, seriously, we should just be reveling in, like, the fact that you guys were able to make that happen before decision day. Yeah. Because that was really important to you. Kirsten wanted to give that to you, but she can't control her family. Yeah. And she still pulled it off for you. And how are we not just, like, talking about that? That she, like, was really persistent even when her dad really didn't want to do this. And Dr. Pepper's like, you know, you can't expect them to all be exactly the same as your family. Like, it, all families are different and they yeah. have different dynamics. And, like, the fact that she delivered in the end, you're making progress. And 
Then we get Pastor Cal drop a power couple reference. This is, was Blowing Smoke Part 2. Yes. That's actually the first, yeah. Both of these sessions were like, please stay together because it makes us look really better. Really getting power couple vibes. They always have to drop a power couple reference. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you also told Alexis and Justin they were a power couple. So I'm barfing. <laughs> also, uh, Stasha and Nate. There was no, they were not ever a power couple. Stop this. Yes. Uh, I just like these experts really think if they just keep saying it, it will make it true. Like, no, I just think Kirsten is. I, I don't. So I'm just going to go to the boys time and girls time. with yeah. them. I, I don't. I don't think that they're I don't know. I, I Shaquille isn't very promising when like Clint is sort of doing some digging of like, do you guys have fun together? <laughs> and I mean, again, Shaquille is still hemming and hawing at this time about why didn't the dad meeting happen sooner? And Clint's like, well, do you guys have fun together? And Shaquille basically admits not really. And I personally hold Shaquille more responsible for that than I do Kirsten. Because yeah. I've seen that Kirsten is capable of letting loose and having a great time. She likes to go do a silly adventurous thing. Like she will do a stupid slide or the ATVs or the, you know, and I it, I, it got me thinking like, I think Shaquille is just too serious. Yeah. And he's a little too like, he's got a little bit of a stick up his butt the like his version of having fun is work and her being there with a smile on her face. Like I, I think he's too rigid with his expectations and there's not enough fun. And I feel like the times that we have seen them have fun have been very fun. <laughs> yeah. And I've shown like the potential for them. Um, like I, I feel like she's always the first to like, she loves to laugh, you know, or like give them a hard time to make them laugh. Yeah. And I just, it doesn't seem like that comes as easy to him. Well, even the body paint. Yeah. Was kind of serious. Yeah, it was like, very serious. <laughs> he's like, no, don't move. I'm going to, I'm going to put this color, you know, and right. it's very much, and it's like, it's not really about like painting a Picasso here. Right. This is like, it's about your wife being sexy and you putting paint on her body. Yeah. It's yeah, not about then, an ombre, a color ombre on an arm. Yeah. I will say, then he goes, you know, my favorite thing about our relationship really is going to sleep together and waking up together. And I put, oh no, that, that has nothing to do with Kirsten. Yeah. That's just companionship. <laughs> yeah. That has nothing to do with Kirsten. And it's like, yes, we all, that's, of course, if you're in love, like, that's a given. But the fact that that's like, he's asking, like, do you guys have fun? What are the your favorite parts of, like, your guys' relationship? And that's kind of all you have to say. It's just not a good sign. It's like, what's your favorite, like, quality time together? Oh, going to see a movie. Right. It's like, okay. But <laughs> that's not you're not the time. like talking. <laughs> yeah. Out, like, yeah, it is acknowledged in Kirsten's time that she I think she thinks he's getting too nitpicky and they need to get like to post decision day and just chill out. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. I mean, it, it definitely told me like, OK, she's still considering this, but I don't know. And I'm also realizing that we forgot something that was very important to be addressed for me with boys time and heiress. Did you catch this? They're talking about like, cause Clint was asking how he's doing, not being a hoe out in the streets. And heiress was saying, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I love, it's almost like we got a little bit of insight. Like he's addicted to that first butterfly moment, um, whirlwindy, horny, 
up until the first hookup. Yeah. That's like the sweet spot for him because it's like a rush, you know? And so he's talking about that time and he's like, you know, I mean, those butterflies, the first couple times you get it in, it's a rush. I missed Did that. Did I hear that right? I missed that completely. I am 98% positive that's what he said. The first couple times you get it in, you know, it's a rush. I hate. <laughs> I hate, I hate. Uh, I was like, did I hear that right? What? Get it in? Like, and those are those moments too where you go, that's the real heiress. I'm sorry. Like that shit just rolls off the tongue for him. Yeah. Like, And then it's like, oh, like he doesn't even realize it half the time. And then the only other, this other thing that Eris said, he said, I was leaning towards one way, but they definitely gave me some things to think about. So that told me like for all the bullshit that he's been spewing about hope the last couple weeks, that tells me that the whole time he's been like, and yeah, no, I'm saying no. Mm. Until apparently Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper came today, you know? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I shifted us back, but I just realized there was something that um, I missed that felt important. Get it in, Gate. Wondering if anyone else heard that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I can't, at the end of the day, I still get confused like by the end when they, they were like doing some talking after the boys' time and girls' time. And I just like can't get a read on her because like there's, sentences she will say where I really truly believe like, wow, I think she's really into this and like really wants this to work. And then like the next sentence, I'll be like, oh no, she knows what she's going to do. This isn't happening. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? This, I mean, <clears throat> I will say, I think that I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. I have no idea. And I don't think I don't think I've been this unsure what a couple's going to be due for on decision day Mm. for a long time, Mm. and I that's why I'm excited to see decision day because I have no idea. I have a read on Jasmine and Mm Eris. I don't have. I still don't have a read on. I could see it. Yeah, going multiple ways. Yeah. Okay, we'll save our guesses. Yeah. Okay, Clint and Gina. Let's just open with the fact that, okay, slimy-ass McKinley is apparently going down the Rolodex of male cast members to work out with them as a way to freaking weasel his ass in. Yeah, I could have done without this bullshit Rocky montage at the beginning of the episode. So Mac and Eris are boxing in the gym together. Basically, Eris says, I've been hearing some stuff. I've been hearing some gossip. Did you, did I hear right that you slid into Gina's DMs? And McKinley says, yes. I mean, I actually, originally, uh, so I hit her up because I realized she's friends, really close friends with like this super hot, famous singer friend she has. And so I actually, I have no chance with whatsoever. But, you know, so I was curious. So I DM'd her about that. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like I get along with Gina, like, yeah, yeah, I'd go, I'd go on a date with her. I mean, I'm not looking for it. I'm not looking for it, but I mean, yeah, I I mean, maybe I'd like to initiate something if they got a divorce, maybe. I, I don't know. My question is, is Mac been living here all along? No, no, there's no way. It's just weird timing. Like, I'm like... What is Mac? Why is Mac here? I know. Like, it clearly the producers are like, oh, let's push this. Let's give some entertainment or whatever. Right. It's just bizarre to me. It I is. don't know. Like, it's it, because we haven't seen him in the last seven weeks. Yeah. And I'm trying to think back to like Chris and Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Right. That ended on the honeymoon. Right. Or right after the honeymoon. And. I feel like he was around a little bit more, but it also made sense because like everyone felt bad for Chris because he's such a good guy and like got treated like dog shit. And so, you know, he was kind of around from time to time, but this just seems so random. It does. But it almost like, it tells me like he knew 
I'm sure producers wanted to find ways that they could still film with him. And maybe they were getting close to the end of the eight weeks and he was starting to feel like left out and trying to like find an angle. Like I thought Gina was hot. Are they still doing bad? Like maybe I'll have a chance with her. Uh, Maybe I can like, I don't know. It's like he wanted to get in on the experience at the end. Yeah. Like get some camera time. I don't know. But so we're also, this is directly after Clint's blind sighting by Gina with, um, like we pick up with them. Right after, right the morning after, after Cal and. Yeah, Cal um, and Pep came. Yeah. And he's very like conflustered. And, you know, I will say, I don't want anyone to think that like, I do think I'm not like a. I'm not a total Gina sympathizer from last week. We got we got a DM from someone that was like very concerned that I was too pro Gina. And I would just say like, no, I was just trying to parse through like, I don't think it's as straightforward as she's a villain. And I still think they both hold responsibility for why they are where they are right now. I think they both made up their minds in a lot of ways on week one about each other as attraction, attraction wise. And so... But anyway, all of that to say, I think that she did say some things that, like, her harping on your bazaar is hurtful. It's one thing to say, I thought, I always thought I wanted a life of the party guy. And then I realized in this process that there's actually things about being with the life of the party that are hard for me and that like don't really mesh with me in the way I thought they would. That's how you say it. That's one way to say it. The other, But then to like, to frame them as like insults and call him bizarre is fucked up. Because yeah. the bottom line is he's clearly not bizarre. He's pretty universally loved wherever he goes. Because he is the life of the party. And he's not, like, he's not the life of the party because he's a freak. He's the life of the party because he's, like, got that jovial, fun, he tells great jokes. Like, he's pretty good at it, is the point. And most people like it. And if they didn't, we would know. So, I do understand why some of the way that she framed it with, like, words like bizarre were hurtful to him. Embarrassed by him. Embarrassment, right. But he is calling it a character attack, which I I do think, again, is a little extreme. Character attack. Like, I don't think she's attacked his character. But I think that she has... I don't think it's extreme for him to say it like that. Really? No, I don't. I, I think you're right. We've talked about how they both share a side of the piece of the blame pie here when yeah. it comes to actually working on their relationship. Yeah. That being said, he, ever since the honeymoon, Mm -hmm. he has taken the high road with all of this stuff. He has not said, he has not fired back at all with being like, oh, well, Gina is annoying in this way. And I don't like, Mm -hmm. and so you might think it's extreme to call it character wise, but he has not sunk to her level and used the words that she has used to, to describe him. Right? Yeah, to pick her apart. Yeah. I hear that. But in spite of that, they still go on like this day date, this horseback riding day date, and like he he comes in his like flannel and cowboy hat. Oh, and I- he loved this he does this like big greeting of the horse lady yeah and like dramatically kisses her hand when he meets her and gina hates it she is seething she's repulsed i'm like you lean in to all of your quirks (laughs) that make you 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 lean into it i thought that was the perfect like passive aggressive sub tweety (laughs) way to approach this horse date I was yeah, here for a hundred percent. I like that. I mean, I was going to say like, I think that might be like annoying and strange. I'm just like, you're doubling down then. Okay, Clint. But yeah, why not? This yeah, is not going anywhere. That's a good point. This yeah. isn't going anywhere. Double down. Show your quirky personality. Right. So then they have their picnic after their horseback ride. And he does tell her he felt taken aback by her saying, 
saying that he had odd or weird energy. She then is like, well, I don't think I said that. But then proceeds to double down on the word bizarre. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, Clint, like, I mean, you are bizarre. I mean, you are, you are, you're outrageous. You are. And I was just like, what? Like the word choices. Like, why do we have to double down on bizarre? Like, it's just, that's mean. But then she proceeds to list the silly, loud, crass, drunk person can be a lot. And then I I thought it was funny, though, when she's trying to like, you know, I mean, it's like on the honeymoon, like that stuff that you said, you know, like, I mean, sometimes you say things and, and you don't mean them to have this like huge, painful effect. And, And like, like what, you know, she was trying to be like, like, remember what you said? Exactly. And I'm like, okay, Gina. That like, only works if you're not doing that also. Right. You've been doing it since day one with the ginger features. Right. Yeah. I'm not here for it at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I thought that was a funny way to do some deflecting. And then he basically says, well, that good talk. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> this wasn't a discussion. He said... I was taken aback by some of the things you said. And then she, I, I, I just took away from it. Like if I was Clint in that situation and I wanted to get more to the bottom of this, it wouldn't have just died on the vine after what she said. I would have pushed back more and been like, well, that feels a little unfair. And what do you mean by that? And, yeah. and you know, maybe some of that happened and they edited it out. But I just sort of take away from this that that was his moment of like, yeah, and there's no follow-up to do here. Like, we're not saying yes on D-Day. What's the point? Like, literally, what's the point? Like, thanks a lot, you fucking asshole. Like, no. Uh, but they were not. They they really, it was a sorry excuse for getting real, is my yeah. point. You know what I mean? Like, this was not That's really a, a define-their-relationship conversation in any substantive way. And then they basically are like, yeah, like, I'm really proud of our growth. Like, Good job to us for just, like, trying, you know? And I'm like, I guess, guys. Like, neither of you tried that hard. You just managed to stick it out to the end and not kill each other. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like that's even, like, underscored in the fact that in the respective girls' and boys' times, there was not nobody even bothered to dig into, like, what do you think you're going to do, Clint or Gina? Yeah. You know, it's like everybody knows there's no question marks here. We're just running out the clock, as we've said before. Finally, we have Nicole and Chris. They have their schmancy private chef date at the house. I want this date. I want this experience. I really do. You would rather have me have a private chef come to the house than for us to go record a song together. (laughs) <laughs> is what you're saying? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. If you could call and cancel that appointment. Okay. That would be great. Right after we're done. It's the first <laughs> thing I'll do. So this is this is a lovely date. I have to say, Nicole kind of spun me out at a certain point. Like, they were doing some, like, mutual reflections on, you know, some things that they want to make sure, whatever. The, like, bottom line, these two people love each other. They know what they're going to say on decision day. And there is some, like, background tension and stress around, like, we still haven't figured out where we're living. And obviously, like, there's all this weight put on the decision day. And I feel like Nicole is not giving them credit for the, f- like, it's okay that you guys are just doing really well. Yeah. And that you feel really confident. You are those lucky ones that get that. One couple a season, if that, is lucky to get what you have. Just go with it. Believe in it. Like, it's real. But I do believe, like, Nicole... Compare yourself to the other couples here. Right. Not... That's, like, what you two have been able to accomplish is astronomically more. Than right. everyone else. It, it, and but and she's that still should such be a, like, the... She's so, she takes it all so seriously. And she knows like the general meaning and the stakes that she's almost like, she's like the student who 
says, oh my God, I'm so stressed about the test. I'm going to do so bad. And they get an A plus yeah. every single time. <laughs> and you're like, can you fucking chill out here? You always get an A plus. Like, give yourself some credit and relax. Like, the worrying isn't what gets you the A plus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I want that for her with their relationship. Yeah. And I do something that um, stood out to me in Decision Day Dish was a couple of the couples talked about how, oh, yeah, oh, no, there was no guessing on Decision Day. We had been talking about it one-on-one for a while. Like, we knew, we were like, yeah, we know we're going to say yes. These were private talks uh, of preparing each other that they knew exactly what that day held. There were no surprises. And I felt like that was such a contrast to these two. Like, why aren't they... You can just do that, Nicole. Like, you don't have to play at the, like, <gasps> will we, won't we... I don't know. Maybe that is happening and, like, the editors just don't want to include that. Yeah. But the way that they're showing it is, like, Nicole is still making random statements. That, like, I mean, you know, whatever ends up happening on decision day. You know, I just want to make sure. So like when she's spinning, she's like, I just want to make sure that like, I'm not making this decision just for how I feel right now, but like for future me, you know, cause I don't want, and if I would hate for a few months from now to just like randomly lose my feelings. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, how did this get so ominous? And it's like, she's spinning out. And the only other explanation I have for it is then at the girl's time, she ends up saying she's worried that actually Chris is so agreeable and he so lives by what he's feeling today that really she's scared that he's such a pleaser that he won't, he wouldn't tell her if he disagreed with her or was having second thoughts. And like that. So I'm actually really realizing this in real time. I think that what she was saying at that dinner was really a hint, hint. Is this you? Because I would really hope that you yeah. wouldn't just be saying yes for today to please me today to only wake up in three months and be like, oh, my God, I have to get out of this. You know? Yeah. So she's just really anxious and she's overthinking, which is, you know, her downfall. Um I just wish she wouldn't be so hard on herself and or like them when like the way that they're the relationship that they're actually living in day to day right now. It's the real deal. Like, yeah. don't like let that let it speak for itself. Like, believe your feelings. Believe what he's saying. Believe his feelings. You know, I guess the only interesting like little caveat to throw in here is that Clint made a point. With Chris to go, dude, I am, I want you guys to have your first fight. Like, I think you guys need to have your first fight because I'm, and there, there is sort of some sentiments around it. I wanted to know what you think about this on decision day dish. Multiple people seem to think that like Chris is bound to snap at some point because he like, there's a snap coming because he's been a bit overly agreeable. Do you agree? I don't know. Or is that overly projecting? Just it's like maybe he really is just this at ease. I think it's extreme. It's a little extreme to think that a snap is coming. I don't think that it's hard because one of the things that I've brought up throughout the season Mm -hmm. is that I don't think he's as agreeable as he's everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of things that he's like push back on. No, we're not doing that right now. Yeah, we're not having this conversation about moving in together till after the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing that flamingo shirt. I'm not <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I guess they obviously do need to get like they need to get into co- some conflict here. Yeah, you know, and this whole living situation is the closest thing that we've gotten to it. Yeah. But, you know, even him 
saying like, I don't want to make any big decisions until decision day, till after decision day. Mm-hmm. Like that's him putting his foot down and saying, you know, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, maybe everyone knows more than I do, but I'm not getting a ton of that energy. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. I don't think like a snap is coming necessarily. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously they're going to end up getting in a fight. I'm sure by now they have. Yes. <laughs> because it's inevitable. Um, and I do see that, like, he could be the type of person to err on the side of, like, if it's not some huge deal, he doesn't think it's a big deal to bring up. And I can see how that can, like, it almost, like, it creates room for her to fr- be worried that, like, he's withholding yeah. some like deeper truths, you know, it's hard. Cause it's like, some of that isn't wrong. I do think he could speak up more for himself and that's something he'll always need to work on more. But I also think some of this is, is definitely her projecting yeah. of just like the things she's afraid of. Yeah. She's afraid that that could happen, but you also kind of like, he's done nothing to all he's done is earn your trust. And so at some point, you got to just kind of go out on a limb and choose to take what he's saying at face value because you're not responsible for what you don't know. Yeah. And And this is what my worry was a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. is that they're so good and now we're getting close and we're doing this overanalyzing a little bit. Yeah. But they're still going to say yes, probably. Yeah, they're going to (laughs) say yes, of course. The only other things I would say there were like that we missed. I hated at the girls' time when like the guys like rushed the stage when they were dancing. And then this weird macho convo about ask like prying with Nicole, like is oh, so Chris is a beta. Oh, your guy's a beta. So he's a beta. So he's a beta. I was like, ew. It was just, like, gross. There was, like, the equivalent of mean girl energy for men, for, like, macho men. It was that. Yeah. How are all your... Secondhand, like, embarrassment and, like, cringe for Chris having to watch that. Yeah. How are all of your alpha, how are you, all your self-proclaimed alphas, how are you doing in your relationship? Yeah. Go Are you freaking, having regular sex with a committed partner? Yeah, go tan. Something tells me no. Go tan your sack. <laughs> yeah, I just had to um, address that. So but with Decision Day Dish, I loved seeing Woody and Imani, period. Yes, it's always a joy. Oh, such a joy. They're so cute. Everyone is definitely as confused by Kirsten and Shaquille as we are. That made me feel like very validated. Yeah. Like everyone is very baffled and 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 basically agrees with what we've been saying all season. This couple could be amazing together, but they're so in their own way that nobody sees like an end in sight to this like cycle that they're stuck in. And so a lot everyone thinks Kirsten yes, Shaq no. Mm. Which that really surprised me. Like the confidence of multiple people to say that. What do you think with Kirsten and Shaq? Okay, so we're going there. Let's go there. Okay. All right. So Ask Kirsten me. and Shaq, what what do you think? Um, <sighs> Again, this is also hard because you have to take into account if, which I loved Bennett did this, and this is how we think. He was like, well, if this person gets asked first, I think he'll say this. But if he gets asked second, I think he'll say this. So that's another thing to be factored in. I think they're both going to say yes. You do? I do. Wow. I, do you I, have any explanation? Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I just think at the end of this, Shaq wants... I, I think he sees a world where after filming is done, he's more intertwined with the family. Mm-hmm. He is able, you know, he he has, he at the end of the day, he still wants a wife, I think. 
mm-hmm. and it's going to come down more to that and the possibility of after decision day for him. Kirsten, yeah, I mean, I uh, it's hard if if Kirsten's first. Mm-hmm. No, no, if Shaq's first and says yes, then Kirsten, I think, is going to be a yes. Yeah. Okay, I see that. But it, I guess if Kirsten okay, goes if first, first then it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter because if she says no, then it's, you know, like he can say whatever. Oh, I was going to say yes or oh, I was going to say no also. Like, right. you know, it kind of it's like, you know, a love is blind type of situation. If someone says no, it's like, all right, well, the, if the first person says no, then that's it. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, though. I could definitely see you're saying no, but. For some reason, I think it's gonna. They're it's both gonna be yes. Okay. Because I think this show needs at least two couples saying yes on decision day. It's so funny. I mean, I could see it going so many ways, but I'm gonna just guess no. Right. Who now. says no? Both. Yeah. Okay. I feel like they're just like tired. Yeah. And they're not seeing like an end in sight to this cycle. And like, I just think it's a really big thing that like Kirsten needs more attention. Yeah. And he walks, he certainly needs more attention, but it's very like, she just wants him to like walk through the door and be happy to see her and give her kisses and like, want to like look into her eyes and ask about her day. Yeah. He wants her to be the fucking first lady (laughs) at the university of Tennessee. (laughs) And it's just too much. So I don't know. I I'm gonna guess no. Okay. For both of them. But if they say yes, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they wouldn't still be together by reunion day. Yeah. And I would be literally elated if they both said yes on decision day and were still together at the reunion and like figured it out with the when the cameras left. I would be so stoked. Yeah. Let me just see if there's anything else from Decision Day Dish. I have to say, I agreed with 90% of what Alexis had to say the whole episode, which I was really, I found her kind of insufferably annoying by the end of the se- her season. And I was prepared to feel like everything that came out of her mouth was bullshit. And I actually really enjoyed her perspective and like agreed with almost all of her thoughts. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. Um, Okay. So should we go through, let's go through the rest of the couples. Who's next? Let's do, we're going to do Nicole and Chris. Yes. 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 We are going to do Clint and Gina. No, 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 no. (laughs) Here we go. Jasmine and Eris. What do you think? I think she's going to say no. Okay. Do you think she's going to go first or second? I don't know. I think the only thing that could fuck with her saying no is if he goes first and says yes. But I still think she might just say no. I like, I think it might be like a, almost like a Johnny and bow situation where like, she finally just like sits in her power and is like, no, I'm sorry. Like, it's too late. I need someone that's like all about me and I have to choose me even though it's really tempting because now you finally choose me. I think he's going first. Okay. He's saying yes and she's going to say no. Okay. That's that's how I see it playing yeah, out. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I'm trying to imagine if there's any other iterations of this. Like if she goes first, what do you think? I still no? think it's going to be a no. I think it's a no wherever she goes, but I think the way that it's actually going to play out is him saying yes. Is there any world where you see him saying no first? Yeah, I do. I just think that with his growth, quote growth, um, that he's going to want to have his lasting impact on this show be look how far I came. I am saying yes to this. Right. For like a growth story. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right. 
Do you think he's going to be like butthurt or surprised that she says no? Not really. Yeah. I think he knows. Interesting. I mean, here's the deal. Like if you, I don't know. I don't know. It's such a uh, positive image to leave. Uh, and and just like the it's guy a that grew. Yeah, it's a way to be like, look, look all these women out there. I'm ready. Yeah. I grew. I said yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a way to make yourself to prime his penis for future V's. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> gonna say it that way, but yeah, you could you could say it that way. Yeah. I did say it that way. You did. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We have part one. I feel like one of those, either Shaq or Kristen or Jasmine and Eris is definitely... Those are like our wild card couples, kind of. Definitely, we are going to get, if this is in fact a two-parter, we are getting a cliffhanger with one of those couples. Literally, though, how can you split Decision Day up into two episodes? Maybe, I mean, they are shorter this season, huh? Yeah, the episodes That's are true. shorter. That's true. Okay. So, I mean, here's the deal. We're getting... So it's just we, two couples an app? That's so We're annoying. still getting a lot of pomp and circumstance right. at the beginning of the next week. Up. The build up. The say bye. Getting ready. One of them leaves the apartment. We're going to get all that. Right. You know? And, I mean, it's got to... I'm trying to think of the order. They have to end on... It's going to be really interesting to see the order that they do these. Because they have to end on a couple that says yes. I think it'll end with Nicole and Chris. I think so too. So do we start with Clint and Gina and just get that out of the way? Mm -hmm. And then, but if Chris and Nicole are anywhere but the last spot, then I'm going to know instantly that whoever is last is going to be a yes, yes. Right. Time will tell, guys. TBD. At least we're going to get some, like, surprises, period. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, I felt like the preview really told us jack shit, which is what they have to do. Yeah. Um, but I am very curious to see what these wild card couples do. Me too. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you guys have a great week. Follow us on at Till Death Do Us Recap. We're going to have some stuff out this week, maybe some polls. Things oh, of yeah, that, we got to do some last-minute polls. Things of that nature. For D-Day. Like, yeah. we got to all get our final guesses in. So those will go up soon in the next 24 hours. we got to figure out where everyone stands right now. But, yeah, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.